Love black queens with introspective. See the world from a dope perspective. Type that's real heavy on the intellect. Always light on the disrespect. Conversation that keep you engaged. Free speech against the minds of a saving. They can't be the only ones. Now they can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Miss Gale and be your lovely host. To hear the show that you ain't alone. Can't be the only ones. No, we can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Welcome to our podcast, We Can't Be the Only Ones. I'm Gail. I'm B. Thank you for tuning in once again. Yay! I know, you've been doing this for some time now. And we've been pretty consistent. Look at us. That's pretty good. It is. It truly is. Even though it is Hallmark Christmas time and I'm missing my show, but that's okay, peoples. I'd rather be with (laughs) y'all. They okay. First of all, this is not like it's 1997, and the first time you watch something, if you miss it, your ass is grass. This isn't. We live in 2020, where I actually checked. I know it'll be on tomorrow. It'll be on tomorrow from four to six. And next Tuesday, next Thursday. Yeah. So she's not missing anything, and I don't think she's live tweeting through it. <laughs> So, I'm oh, there's sh- a thought. There you go. <laughs> Live tweet. Make a note, note for that. There you go. Well, Anywho. Okay. The moment of gratitude. Yeah. Do I go first? No, it's me. Okay. Yeah, I'm so excited okay. because on this day, about an hour from now, I would have given birth to my one and only child. Oh, wow. So, I am so very grateful to be Alina's mom. Like, it is really, I mean, parenting kind of is like, sometimes you're like, oh my goodness. But there are moments that even in those moments, it still feels good to be a mom reflecting on it and to be a mom to Alina so I am so very grateful that I have the opportunity to raise Alina and I think she had a really good birthday and all she wanted to do was go to the cat's meow that's pretty cool though. that's we, all she wanted yeah <laughs> and we went and it was actually really nice because I was thinking because I don't necessarily care for cats and I was thinking I wonder if I can like look at her through the window because <laughs> you know she's 13 and you know 13 year olds kind of have certain privileges and she actually could have went in there by herself okay um, but I didn't do her like that so I'm happy I did because it was really nice and the cats were there and you know it was just such a nice little experience so I want to wish Alina a very happy birthday. Um, as we're recording it, it's her birthday. And right now she's with her dad, celebrating with him. But just, I'm so grateful to be this little girl's now young adult's mom. And you? Um, I don't know. 
there are so many things in, in, the, in the last 24 hours that happened. Um, it's really kind of odd. I, people have reached out to me that I haven't seen since college. Oh, nice. And just want to catch up. Nice. You know, there's a couple of them that we're going to do Zoom things this coming week. And it, it's just, uh, you know, am I a couple, a line, I'm an AKA, so a, a line sister that we're friends on Facebook. And when I go home, we might chat, but she reached out and said, you know, her and her new husband want to just chat and catch up and see what's going on and share. So they probably had some big news. So they want to share. And I, I'm just grateful for, um, I guess, friends and people that care enough to want to just check to see how you're doing. Yeah, that's a good thing. And that really is. And, you know, sometimes people are so busy and we all have our own lives and stuff going on in our lives. But when people, you know, just take a minute out to say, you know, hey, just just want to see what you're doing and let's chat. I, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, that's a good feeling, too, that somebody is willing to take a pause and reach out. You know, and um, especially during these times, because it's first of all, it's crazy. And second of all, like, I think part of it, like if you didn't text before now, you know, you should call. If you didn't call, if you were calling before, then it's like video chat. Right. Because it's just there's such a deficiency nowadays you know uh, you can't even be like oh I saw you here where are you going right you're not seeing anybody anywhere where are you going where are you going there you know so I mean some people are going out I'll take that back so there are but again in your case you know what's there to update about besides whatever you're going through and that isn't probably being posted or being shared right so it's a good thing to have people to reach back and speak to. That's been like, my whole week has been like that. So I'm very appreciative of that. Okay. So, <laughs> Ryson. Ryson has made a home again. And I, I think he's on my pen, but whatever. Uh, he'll move eventually. So maybe this not. week, maybe not, I think he's good. But, um, thank you much, thank you much. Ah, see, Ryson, it's even fancy, ah, it is a gold pin. Okay, anywho, shiny objects. <clears throat> yeah, I buy them in a pack. Oh, nice. They're designer pins. Are, are these the Kate Spades? Yes, they are. Oh, they surely <laughs> are. Okay, Got it like that. Fancy, <laughs> smashy. Okay, anywho, so this week's, um, episode is my topic and I was I was talking in therapy and I was um, talking to the therapist and I was just kind of like you know I really do feel like I have at this juncture of Alina turning 13 and everything else is that like my role has kind of shifted from being like the mom that I was before and not to say that I'm changing but more so the role has changed and the expectation that I'm putting on myself is kind of more of a guidance counselor 
Okay. You know, like, it's not like, oh, don't touch that because it's hot and I'm trying to keep you alive. I think she can maintain, like, certain things that are not, like, detrimental to her health. But at this point, I think, again, it's more so, like, as she goes into her teenage years, it's more so turning into, like, a guidance counselor. Okay. So my expectations (laughs) for her aren't the same things as they were when she was five. That's true. Wasn't they're not the same as when she was just born. You know, what she needs from me and what I and I'm looking and I was thinking about it earlier, looking back as where I am now to where I was thirteen years ago before she was even out, who you don't you're not thinking about where you're you know how far it is when you're in year thirteen what you will be doing because you're like oh crap I have a baby (laughs) so it's like okay I have to make sure that it's fed I have to make sure that it eats I have to make sure you know so it it just changes and morphs so part of the conversation that I wanted to have was about expectations and not really just in parenting but more so expectation in ourselves, expectations in parents, expectations in friendships, and just kind of talk about that in different ways, even on a societal issue, if we can touch on that as well. Okay. All right. So, because we like to leave everything with definitions, I think, you know, words mean things. So, an expectation is a strong belief that something will occur. So, again, you know, I expect the next five years with Alina, with the work that we're both putting in, for us to be at a very good place when she's 18, for her to have graduated high school. And so those are some expectations that I'm setting on myself as a parent. Um, But sometimes things go awry sometimes I think we have unrealistic expectations in ourselves and others, the world around us. And these are things that people just can't do. So, you know, (laughs) I don't expect Alina to be, you know, an astronaut when she's 18. I don't. It's just, it's not like if so, if I were to put that on her, it would just be so far beyond her reach for me to even expect that from her. And I I put astronaut as because it's so far out there, but sometimes I think when we scale it back to from between her just graduating Mm -hmm. high school or her being an astronaut, sometimes we pick a, a place between that that's still unrealistic for our children too. That makes me think of Julian when he was in um, like middle school, high school, he really loved basketball. Mm-hmm. And um, I had friends that were coaches and whatnot in basketball. So he got to play with the summer league things in Philly and, and do all that. And his, his, his stepdad at the time was my husband was all keen for him to go to pro ball. Like he couldn't wait for him to get through high school and get him into pro basketball. And 
I knew he would never play pro ball. Because mm-hmm. um, I went to the camp and he was good. He was tall. He was good. And he was dedicated. And Julian was the type of child that he would put himself 110% into something to become the very best. Mm-hmm. But I also knew he was extremely bright and scholastically and, and with math and things, he just had this innate ability to be able to see things. Mm-hmm. And he also could work with um, in hospitals with animals and things. And just he was able to look at something and see how it could be. Okay. And computers were just kind of really blossoming at that time as well and programming and things. And... Um, I just, we, he was in high school and I sat him down and he was talking about playing pro ball and stuff. And it was one of the hardest conversations I'm, I remember having with him that I really think you need to really advocate for yourself for college more than pro ball. Mm. Like focus yourself into that direction. And if pro ball is to be, it will be there. Yeah, but don't let this right. But you and because he was going to Morristown Friends, it was a school that colleges came there. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to go. They didn't go visit a college unless the college came and they were interested. Yeah, they didn't have to go hunt them down. And I thought I I wanted, and I it broke my heart because I knew one of his now you know you want your children to have every dream they have Mm -hmm. but i understood that if he pursued that dream and he probably would have made it to a pro team a pro team i don't know if it would have been the 76ers anybody we'd ever heard of probably been in europe or something but he would have missed a bigger opportunity in college yet finish college because if you're good you're gonna you still be good after and you can play college ball. And they, I, and see, that was the ironic thing. Then he picks a college that he's not going to be able to play. Uh, there were colleges who came to him with scholastic, uh, um, what do they call them? The thing where they pay for you? Scholarships. Okay. And But then there were ones that came for him to play on the basketball team. I mean, this, he, this boy got accepted at a, a bunch of schools. I mean, all the way to some big school, some Irish college in the Midwest somewhere. Notre Dame. Notre Dame to play basketball. Uh, Howard to play basketball. Yale, no basketball. He picks Yale. No scholarship. He picks Yale. (laughs) And but then that became his new dream. Yeah. And so we worked to make that dream and and it did become and it was everything he expected and and what he wanted. Yeah. The the biggest challenge I found was getting out of my own way because mo- you you've seen the parents who they're living vicariously through their children. Yeah, they're the stage mom in the back with the routine. Right, and because no. that, that's what they really want to be doing. Yeah. But they're pushing that child to the point where they're losing their, they're losing a relationship. Mm-hmm. Or the child is losing an identity because that, their identity hasn't been molded by them. You know, like, 
when Alina, you know, we we discussed this before, like with Alina and her hair, when she wanted to cut her hair off, it's not something that I would do at this point in my life. It's not even something that I think about, mm-hmm. but it was something that she did and that's what she carved out what she wanted to do. I didn't tell her what she should be and how she should be because this is who, you know, I, and I think a lot of the time people are like, well, girls should have hair. And, yeah. you know, like your hair is this and, you know. Hair we, is their identity. Hair is hair becomes the identity. So if I were a parent who, you know, that was what I expected my girl to be, she would be miserable. She will be miserable because then it's just like, I, I'm not giving you the support that you need to be the person that you want to be. And your expectation of yourself can't be met, not because you can't do it, because I'm actually standing in the way of you doing it based on how I'm feeling. But at the same time, you weren't the moment she mentioned it. Yeah, go, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I don't you, you investigated, yeah. discussed it to see where the real motivation is coming from. Mm-hmm. And then you agreed upon it. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing, too, because then you have the other parents who are like, oh, you want to do that? Go. It's more or less to get rid of the child. Uh, yeah. You, you, oh, sure. That's great. Go do it. And half the time they haven't even heard what the child said. And then when whatever it is is done, they like freak out. Why did you do that? Well, we talked about it. No, we didn't. And I think sometimes people say no, and then it ends up being a defiance thing versus saying, hey, what do you, what do you want and what do you expect to get out of this? Because at the end of the day, it is these children's lives. They're the ones that are going to have to live with the decisions that they make or don't make. And it's not a permanent thing. Her hair will grow back should she want it to. to yeah, you know. but it's not like she got a body of... tattoo. No, no. <clears throat> but like even like if you're pushing on like piano to your kid and you're like, my child is the next Beethoven. They might be really great at the piano, but are they happy? You know what I mean? So there is that too, where it could be something else, where it's like they are good at it, but they don't like it. Right. They don't like it. So that expectation that they have is making them miserable. It's still being met, but it just doesn't satisfy the child. And I think that's a disservice as well when you don't evaluate with yourself. And I mean, right now we're talking about a child, but even sometimes with ourselves, you know, are we doing check-ins and saying, is this how I want to be right now? Is Mm -hmm. this, you know, and- And I don't think we do that enough. uh, No. We just kind of, um, we, I think expectations, there's a lot of them. There's what you expect of yourself. There's what you think other people expect of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they may not be expecting that at all. But you think they do. You maybe they it. Maybe they mentioned something to you about it. And I try to remember that with Julian, not to say, I want you to do this. Mm-hmm. 
and or I, I would I'd like to see you do this. It's not like oh you should you need to do this. Yeah. Unless it was chores. You know, tasks around the house that I felt like yes, you need to learn how to operate and do certain things. Be because you're not. It's just because you're a male child doesn't mean you're going to have that. Someone should wait on you. Yeah, and I mean there are some men too who are back to being brought up. You know, there are some men who. What is that saying that we marry like our our parents? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we become our parents and we marry them eventually, um, <laughs> which is weird. But at Jillian least, didn't marry his parent. I don't think we all do either. But um, it's kind of like you know, let's say your mom, you were a mom that took care of everything for your man child, you know. Or your girl child and you take care of everything for them that when you set them out into the world this is what they expect of other people because remember we're all kind of living in silos mm -hmm. we're not living in you know some landscape where we all raising our kids together some people are but in America for the most part we're not we're not raising our children in little communes where they can be like, oh, well, this is how they do it in their little spot. And I got, let's see what we can do. And there's a, a conference of parents talking about how we do things. We don't do that. So if you're raising your child to not do chores, they're going to go into the world and be like, okay, well, who's doing this for me? Or just, it doesn't get done. Yeah. Because the, the magic person doesn't show up. Yeah. And the, first, the funniest thing is when you go away to college... And I remember when I went away to college, I was the only one who knew to sort their clothes. You know, people were all coming back with clothes of one color. <laughs> and clothes. they were like, you didn't wash your clothes yet, huh? What? Yeah, I did laundry a couple times. Well, you sorted your clothes? Yeah, how did you know to do that? I used to do laundry at home. You never did? Uh, no. Yeah. And I'm like, I that to me baffled me even then. Like, how is it you got out your house? I couldn't even imagine not doing laundry. Now, there but was... imagine meeting someone that they're not raised that way. So then your expectation of things being done isn't their norm. Right. And then partnering with that person... And saying, well, this is how I am. They're like, well, no, I'm, I'm not your mama. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so well, that's like some... friends that you have. If you go visit when we used to visit one another at each other's homes and you have, you know, that woman that, you know, female friend and you go over and she doesn't even sit down because she's wiping up behind you, cleaning up. Soon as you put down something, she's doing the dishes or she's preparing a snack and you didn't come to eat. You didn't. I just came to sit and talk and you can't even be still. Because you're in a constant state of my home must be at a showroom level nine, 99% of the day. So you can't even relax. Yeah. And who instilled that in you? Because I didn't ex I don't expect to come into your house and see it pristine 24-7. And I think that's part of it too is that we don't ask ourselves where does this come from? 
Yeah. Where does this come from? Why do I expect you to pay all my bills? Why do I expect you to be this way? Why do I expect you to behave this way? And I don't think we have, and not with ourselves, with our children, with our coworkers, like who gave you that idea that they were supposed to do that for you? Because sometimes I think that's an unrealistic expectation as well, where you're just kind of thinking, this is, you're, you want it, you want this, but you have no idea where it comes from. Maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's society. I think it's sort of like, I believe it's sort of how we're raised too. When my mother was raised, the example she had of how a life should be would have to have been her parents, her aunts, you know, the older people around her because they really didn't have TV. They read books, but you knew it was a book. You know, it wasn't the example sitting in front of you. And then I came along and we had TV and it was all white shows. And you never really evaluated it until they started having shows with black people in them. And contrast. Right. And we never thought I never in my wildest dream thought I I was going to find I was going to be a Harriet to someone's Ozzy. And Harry, Ozzie and Harriet. You don't even know what that is, do you? No. It's a, a white family with, you know, or leave I'm it to Beaver. I'm not interested. Don't know that either. You know, I never once thought that's how my life would be. But I'm so sure I had white friends when I went to college that thought just that and were going to make it happen. I mean, even when you think about it on a, a, a macro level, at least in America, there are expectations that we have about quote unquote races that this is what a black person does. This is what an Asian person does. And we put those expectations there too. So I think even then, you know, when it comes to teachers, because a great majority of the teachers in the United States are white women. Mm. I don't make up the facts. You can look it up. That's true, though. So a great majority of them are white women who some of them are teaching people or children that they don't have any connection to outside of what they formed on the outside of what they expect of them. And I think we we recorded this as a like a, a practice episode a while ago. Remember we talked about the Pygmalion theorem? Yeah. Yeah, so basically, in a nutshell, that's basically what you expect is kind of what you get. So if you have it in your head that this child is bright and amazing and can do all that stuff, chances are that child will be able to perform to that expectation. But if you think this child just, they're illiterate, they're dumb, they can't do it, you're basically going to project that on them, even if you don't say it verbally. Right. You're going to... Your nonverbal communication will communicate that. Yes. Even if you don't even realize it. Yes. So, again, I think even on a, a global level, too, when it comes to especially our children of color and black children based on the history of this country... 
and I'm just going to do like a little hypothesis based on the history of this country, the expectations aren't so high. Right. I don't even think they have expectations. They, their expectations are high in the negative. Yes, 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 yes. They're yes. high in the negative. Mm -hmm. That this this is what's going to... That's why it's so easy to slip right into protest violent. Mm -hmm. Because that's the expectation. You know, that, you know, if... I grew up, three or four people didn't gather on a corner at dark if you're black. Because you weren't doing nothing, either plotting to, to rob somebody or plotting Take to rob somebody or plotting <laughs> to rob somebody. That was it. And you were doing all of that so you could eat, buy drugs or liquor. Mm -hmm. You weren't going to do anything good. So it, it's, and that was the expectation. And yeah. because that was an expectation. They should have been starting a board group. They, they don't know. <laughs> But because that was the expectation of them, they didn't do it. Yep. And then if they did do it, that's exactly what they were doing. Yeah, it's kind of like a catch-22. So, yeah, I think where those expectations come from matter. And again, sometimes, sometimes it's in the home. Sometimes you may even put them on yourself. And, but sometimes it's just a societal thing where it's like, this is who you are, and this mm -hmm. is what you expect of me. And even, to, you know, if we were to flip it, that's an unrealistic expectation to put on someone, too. Because what if they don't fit that mold that you want to put them in? And how do they combat that? And how do they get out of it, you know? They have to have an internal strength to get past that. Mm -hmm. And that makes me think of Julian when he was... Um, in I think this is about like fourth, fifth or sixth grade we had moved back to Jersey from California and I had to come up to school and as I walk in the door because he he was being disruptive and Julian disruptive was a foreign thing to me like what <laughs> he's at school this boy he'll go to school sick <laughs> Julian I, 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 is this I couldn't just get my head around it. I had been called to come to school for Julian because he was disruptive. This is just, it was another child, I knew. And as I walked in the door, it was, this, it was the, the middle school that was in, um, down in Cam, next door to Camden High. I hear him, him and the teacher are screaming at each other, walking down the hallway to the principal's office. I am shocked. And dismayed. <laughs> yes! What the hell? It is my child. Well, come to find out, that's because the, the, he got the lesson quick. Every day. He'd do what he had to do. Then he'd be with the bad, the bad kids. The kids she didn't spend any time with because she had no expectations from them. Mm. If they didn't finish their work, she didn't care. It was four boys. Julian would be with them because he'd finish his work. He bored. And so up. they got into it because she told him not to. And he said he ended up teaching them the lesson, doing something she wasn't doing. And she told him to go back to his seat. He told her no, that he finished his work and he's going to do this. And she, they got into it. And when they come to the principal's office 
And the principal's like, see, look at your child. And, but I asked why. Because my expectation is that you go to school to learn, not to fight and argue with the teacher. Cause, mm -hmm. So I'm hoping somewhere against hope that something realistic happened that caused this. Yeah. And that's when we found out that what was going on in her classroom. So I got him and the boys moved to another classroom. Yeah, I think, uh, again, the damage that it does, especially your children, um, especially the children of color, is like, it's, by the time you probably realize that it's happening, if you do. It's too late. It, the damage is done. And see, but the thing is, I, I guess my point was, Julian knew to advocate for himself and for others. Mm -hmm. Even at that young age, he knew how to articulate and he wasn't going to accept just the mediocre from you. Yeah, his expectations were high. And so he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. And he'd, he'd been that way all through school from, from kindergarten because he could read. And they told him he couldn't. So he took his, she said, go to the office. He went home. Like, all right, bye. I need a new school. <laughs> but if you, you don't. You tell me I can't read? Because <laughs> he was funny. He was like, why, why do we lay our head down to rest? He said, we're only here four hours. Why am I taking a half hour nap? <laughs> Sounds like a Lena who never the, wants to nap. The whole thing just didn't, made no, absolutely no sense to him. So he was reading a book. But she quietly. And he rationalized that to her, but I'm reading quietly. You're not reading. Okay, now we're going into gray land. Yes, I am reading. So, but, and I didn't, and that's the thing I didn't understand about how people box children in. Mm -hmm. And then parents, okay, fine, let me help you box my child in. Instead of doing some investigation. Yeah. You know, because you should have a certain expectation. But I understand not all parents can follow their kids to school and pop up every now and then. I've always been blessed to have the kind of job that if I needed to go to his school just because I could say I'm, I'm gone for two hours. And not everybody has the wherewithal or the opportunity, transportation, all there's all many the factors involved. The language to even know to say I'm gonna have an exchange with this person. Right. I had that recently where it's like again, when you have to be able to explain to someone, okay, but this is what it is. How if you don't have that language to even, you know, pick from in your brain, how can you approach someone who quote unquote knows more than you? Who's That's put in true. a position to teach your child because if you could teach your child, you would. So again, I think part of that is that too, that not everyone has the language to say, wait, I'm gonna go toe to toe with you. This ain't it. And I've had to do that with Alina in elementary school as well, where I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? Do we have to call a meeting? Because I like to take notes and I like to get to the, you know what I mean? Right. And, and not everybody has 
that in them to do. Not everybody even knows that that's something that they can do. Or even has someone within their circle that they can get to advocate for them mm -hmm. to do that. And not just with your children, with their own lives. That's why things happen at jobs that happen at jobs. Mm -hmm. That's why things happen no matter where you go. There's always going to be something that happens that if you have a language barrier, and I'm not I don't really necessarily mean a language barrier as into a you don't speak English or you don't speak Spanish or you I, just a language barrier to a, a language, not language barrier as much as a communication barrier. Mm -hmm. You're not comfortable communicating with someone else that you and some people see teachers in such awe yeah they do they <laughs> really do like i was gonna say something but uh, uh they really do they think you know it's like oh but if the teacher said you're not doing this yeah well you need to you know let's all talk together here for a minute and resolve this because had i thought that of, of julian and him and the teacher coming down the hallway i'd have just snatched him and whipped his ass right there and said go back to class now had i been in that way and responded in that manner then I would have squashed him. He'd have stopped yep. learning. He'd have really hung out with the bad kids then. Instead you. of trying to teach them, he, that, hey, let's do it. doesn't matter what I do. What we doing? It doesn't matter if I do right or wrong. Another one that I think when it comes to an unreal expect expectations is not verbalizing it, you know, not, not naming it. So I don't understand. Not naming your expectations. So let's say... Oh, making a list? Not even. I mean, like, it's, I would say this one, I will go more so for relationships. But saying, okay, I, I'm going to talk about Alina at this point in time. To say to Alina, I expect this to be done every day. So if I never verbalize to Alina, I expect this to be done every day. How is she a mind reader? Yes. If she, <laughs> silly. If you see me do it, then you should do it. No, it's just that simple. Yeah. No. So, but again, and I, I, even in partnerships, like you expect your man to, you know, plan a, a romantic date, but never said to him, you know, it'd be nice if I had a romantic date every once in a while from you. I see. You know, like I, I think part of it, if it's not in them, and you don't even verbalize that this is something you want. A closed mouth won't get fed. Well, that's true. But then, I, I don't know. I, I think sometimes I like to wait to see what people will do. I, then when they don't do it. Okay, next. Yeah, but at the same time, I think some people do require an opportunity for you to say this. If, if it's something that you feel like you want to put the effort in, whether it's your child yourself if you have to name the expectation for yourself or for a partner or a friendship i think it's fair to say hey please do this or hey i would like this or don't do this yes to give them the opportunity to be able to step up rebuttal or say okay i ain't doing this well, I think people tend more to tell you the negative more than the positive. And 
if they're telling you the positive, they're telling you positive things about you to lasso you in. Explain further. Well, like, you know, they're going to, oh, you're beautiful. Oh, I love the way you cook. Or that's a great outfit you're wearing. And it may be deep, not deep inside, but surfacely, they're like, the outfit's okay, but I'm not, you know, I don't like that color on her, but so I'm not going to say that. how are they lassoing you in? Well, because you're, you're, they're stroking your ego. People, I think that's a, a, a thing we do. But we stroke the ego of others with the expectation that I'm going to get some reward out of this. I can't tell you anything bad or negative or truthful because I might not get a reward. We only, we believe, and I don't say, I won't say we, I, I think I've witnessed people to get a reward. I got to be nice. Really? Cause it worked out the opposite <laughs> way for me. <laughs> you know, if I'm nice, I'm going to get a reward. If I'm not nice, then I shouldn't expect anything. And I think that's how we carry it. Because somewhere along the line, we, you know, I guess I remember grandma saying no to something, not necessarily no because she didn't want it, but no, maybe because it didn't look good on you or it wasn't a nice thing to say to someone and mm -hmm. she would tell you why. Like you can be honest without being hurtful. I mean, those, but not everybody gets that. A lot of people were raised with, as soon as you look away, they either slapped you or they, call, like you said, they called you names and then you never had anything to live up to. Mm. But all you may have wanted was somebody just to be nice. So here comes Mr. Nice Guy. He spots, and I, men have an innate ability to sniff out the weak ones. I was reading something earlier. This is a completely different topic, but it was called... Where's Alina? I know, right? Get back on It's called love bombing. And that's when the person basically adores you and showers you with gifts and niceties and all of these things on the front end knowing that it's just a ploy to reel you in see that that's exactly what i'm talking I love about bombing. but then you're almost at, you're loving it because you're you crave it so mm -hmm. and one of the things is you don't have expectations set for you because you're looking for other people right you need to be able to stroke yourself Tell yourself, you. have expectations for you. So then when somebody comes along with the candy, the presents, the wonderful nicety little things, well, these things you do for yourself. So, okay, so far you, you haven't outdone my giving. So I'm, I'm not sure where we're going with this. I'm telling you, between my wool socks that keep <laughs> me warm at night, y'all get you some merino wool socks. I'm going to get me some cashmere socks and give y'all an update about that. But between that... If you're menopausal, don't do that. Well, I'm pretty sure they just know not to do <laughs> oh, it at God, all. Oh, God, you'll sweat to death. I'm pretty sure they'll know not to do it all. Well, no, some me people talking forget. About it, me talking about it is probably like, oh, my God. Funny thing. Get I, some wet, dry socks. I know, right? Some dry fit socks. Yeah, yes, there you go. Dry fit socks. Um, you know, but between that, me being able to, like, 
take care of myself, me being able to take care of Alina, me being like, I don't, at this point, I can only want you. Well, but see, here's the thing too. You don't want to be so far out there that you don't give room for someone to do some things. Yeah. But they can't be the things that things cannot be what turns your head left or right. Well, sometimes it's not even things. Sometimes, like you said, it's the adoration. Well, even that, it can't be the thing that turns your head left. You have to be able to have an expectation to go a little deeper. Mm -hmm. Like that is wonderful. I appreciate it. It's great. But I, I, my problem is I don't know that I reciprocate that. What? Like just because somebody does nice things for me, I don't know if I do it back. I almost have an expectation that you're supposed to. So then why do I have to? That's, That's like one of those things. If you're doing things, hoping for an outcome, you probably like for that person to give you what you gave them. And I, I guess sometimes you do reciprocate on your own, but you can't expect people to move in the world the way that you right. move in the world because they're their own individual person. And again, that's an unrealistic expectation because if you are expecting you from someone else, you probably just oh. need to be by yourself. That's really good because I think I that's no problem. where I try. I'm, I'm, I've, I've lost friends because they're doing something or expecting something from me and I don't come through with it. And they're like, you know, wait, I, you never, oh, uh, okay, that's not something I do. Okay, that you did it. All right, that's fine. Why do you expect me? I, I don't understand. You're expecting you from you. And I don't even explain it. I, I just go, okay. Mm -hmm. So you mad. But then there are other things that I'm ex I, ex I accept people for who they are, even if they have their bad behavior moments. Mm-hmm. If that's just the way that you act out that, okay, it's going to be, I know that there's another side to you. Yeah. And I don't mean bad behavior where there's hitting or physical violence, anything Please. like that. Yes. No, you none know, of that. Never that. But, um, I try to accept people for who they are and, and, and know their limits. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. And that's another thing that is, again, sometimes which i think are is a two-sided coin where we are expecting change from people who just don't have either the capacity to change don't want to change or they're just good where they are you know so we we put that expectation that this is who i want you to be yes. please stop wearing those um wrangler jeans and get you some of these jeans Please stop wearing those little bubbles from pup, you know, from Payless and get you some Nikes where this person probably has spent like 30 years of their life or more. However, saying this is who I'm, I'm comfortable mm. in, but here you are projecting and trying to change their hair and trying to do this. And you're making this person into who you want them to be versus expect versus accepting them for as they are which is probably what you want them to do with you, you. 
So I think there's an that issue. is so true. I I find that that's true. People they're acting in such a manner. They're they want you to mimic them. Yeah. And and then it's all is right in the world. Mm -hmm. But they don't want you to mimic them because that is their expectation. They want you to mimic them because then you sign off that they're okay. Yeah. They're looking for someone to ratify them, mm -hmm. to put in all the votes and they say, yay, we elect you. Yeah. Go vote. I just thought I'd slip that in there. There you go. Go vote. Bye, Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing those sidebar. <laughs> Lino be like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> bye, Dawn. That is good. I've seen like bye, Dawn. I think that's funny. Then there's what the stop the STD. I really stop thought the oh my God, was STD bad in our neighborhood. I'm I know. I was like, the there's star. another outbreak. <laughs> what is this? Syphilis? What is everybody got the clap? <laughs> and so much so that they're putting signs on their lawn. I know. They're like, stay away from each other. And they like highlighted everything. <laughs> and this is like COVID. How is this happening? I know. Like, oh my God. Have sex with a mask on, people. That's what they told us to do. But um, then you read the sign for what it is. Stop oh, the Don. Stop the Donald. Alina got to chug a lot of that. And when we were riding today, she got to. She's like, I'm so happy to see all these Biden-Harris signs. Anywho, then there's also the expectation that things will stay the same. I think we talked about that, like, you know, thinking that your baby, even though your baby is always your baby, they yes. grow. But they're still your baby. They are. But not in the sense that you have to take care of them yeah. or whatever. But some people still do that. And then I think there's also the expectation, very unrealistic, that things don't require work. Like, okay, if, if we are working on this, then there's an issue. Versus thinking of it as we are working out on this as a preventative measure. I think a lot of us don't view things as preventative. We view it as, oh my God, something's wrong with me. So this is why you want to work out this. Where it's like, no, I just want to make sure that this is fine for us in the future. You know, that sort of takes me to the Facebook posts where everybody during COVID, everyone's become little mini psychologists, psychiatrists. Do this so you don't have this. Do that. So the health tip, mental tip. And, and maybe it's great. But at the same time, sometimes you need to think about some people take this as literal that that will fix their world. Mm -hmm. You need to not be so precise with that. And then I, I and I know some people that are posting this and I'm like, and they're really messed up and they're posting this. I, I just I don't agree with that. Yeah, make I'm it a little more lighthearted. And that's even to because I know I post a a lot of scriptures and things, but some of, most of them I post, you have to see the fine print that it's a scripture. I try to pick it that it's just word, you know, common sense words, not these and thou's. 
mm-hmm. where it's more or less like a little general statement of things. Yeah. And then you see that it's a you scripture. You can interpret it. Right, because I, I want... Now that you should not do this. Right, and they're you just... should do this. They're almost... Some of them are giving commands. And people, I think they're setting some people up to fail because some people are literal. They read that, they do that, and their life hasn't changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, if you can, if you can, and again, I I do believe that mental health access should be something that everyone has access to, no matter who you are, no matter how age you, what age you are. I do believe in the power of a good therapist. But I think a lot of the times we just think that I've been this way for so long, so why change? Right. Or I've been this way as a mother for so long that I don't need to change. Or I've been this way as a spouse, so why should I change? Not knowing, again, if you even think back to yourself, the fact that I have a salad for breakfast every morning this change boggles me. Yeah. Boggles me. And so, again, there are just different things that you evolve. So you, the expectation of thinking that because you evolve, everyone around you is going to stay stagnant is ridiculous. And you have to think about the fact, too, that you're, you're relating to this person. You're communicating with this person. So by default, if you've changed, chances are what you probably want or expect from them has changed has changed especially if it's detrimental and you don't want to partake in that so again i've found that and again this is a, a conversation i think you and i had before where so i had a guy told me that hey you're not the same person i met well bitch am i supposed to be it's been years but because they still are some people don't recognize the change in themselves yeah because that's an uncomfortable conversation to have with yourself. Oh yeah, it is. It's hard to sit with yourself. I mean, the, the hardest person to change the expectation and to realize where that is you. Everything is, it starts with you. And I think a lot of times if we can kind of realize like, hey, do I want my child to be a doctor because I want to be a doctor and ne- never could be a doctor? Or I didn't have the opportunity, so I am now putting this on my child that she needs to be an astronaut by the time she's 18. Like, I would want mine to be a doctor just so when I retire, I, I could, you know, be taken care of. There you my go. retirement plan. There you go. But see, that's not fair either. No. No. <laughs> Whatever the rational reason is in your head, it's still not good enough. Yeah, it has to be their own. And I think when you begin to reflect on your own about where yours is coming from, um, where it isn't congruent in your life, where you might want to make some changes or adjustments, I think everything starts within. And I think another portion of it where I think just as individuals, I think we have unrealistic expectations just based on 2020. You know, based on the modern world where Instagram is everywhere, Twitter is everywhere, Photoshop is everywhere, Facetune is everywhere, where 
you have this unrealistic expectation about yourself based on what you're seeing in others. So you, yes. you now have to have the big house. You now have to have this kind of car. You now have to have this. And I think a lot of us, because we're so bombarded with snapshots and images and all of that, that I'm like, you know, when people are like, oh my God, you're such a great mom to Alina. I'm like, do you know how much work goes into raising her and getting her here? Like, this isn't like, um, and that's why I personally don't want to do it again from scratch. Because the work and the expectation that I have, I don't have the energy to do it again. Because the easy part's when they're little. Oh, yes. I, I told you as I started, I am now a guidance counselor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a guidance counselor right now. I've entered that stage of parenting. So again, like, it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's a constant reevaluation. And change is hard. And I, I would say that you don't, you have not just expectation of Alina and of yourself, you have evolution. Oh, yeah. That you've accepted so. you. and that you go with, you mm -hmm. anticipate. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, not, it's not always going to be easy, this evolution, because I, I'm sure there are times you missed that cute little Alina that ran up to you and took her mm -hmm. little hands in your Who face and says, boots. I love you. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's, you do miss those things, but not so much that you're not willing to let them go to have the Alina you have today or the Alina you're going to have when she's 20. Because mm -hmm. we going to turn up when she turns 21. I cannot wait to turn up with this baby. Okay, well. But I think we should do that with our friends as well. Mm -hmm. Evolve. Yeah. And there's, I, I said once to uh, a, a friend of mine in Berlin, Sabrina, when I had first met her and she was doing my hair, and um, we were talking about people and friendships. And I said, I've realized in life that there are people that come into your life. Because I, I always refer to my life, and you've heard it before, as a sitcom. Mm -hmm. There are people who have walk-on parts. There are people who have standing roles. And there are people who get fired. <laughs> yeah. And you, you're, in, in, in life, not everybody's supposed to stay. Yeah. It's really a small group that stays the entire ride. Mm-hmm. Because the ride can only hold so many people, I believe. So, and there's, that's why there's people who drop in, going about their way, because that's how their evolution is. Yeah. So you come, and, and that should be our expectation. It shouldn't ever come to a, 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 a knockdown, drag out kind of thing when it's time for you to go. Yeah have the expectation and I think that's a problem when you get to children who leave to go to college the empty nest syndrome I didn't have it and it was the weirdest thing because all my friends had it their kids were going to college and they were bemoaning it and you know where are you I went to the mall well have you talked to Julian no I can already tell that I'm gonna be like 
Girl. I, I didn't. Julian had the Red Cross find me because he couldn't catch up with me. He thought something had happened. Nobody had seen me. I'm like, I realized going home from work the first day after I took him to school, I don't have to go home. There's no one to cook for. Yes. I went to the mall. I buy nothing, just walked around. And that expectation changed. So again, yes, and, and you, it was a good news expectation. You changed with Why it. am I making him feel bad? I, I used to tell my friends who their, their kids did. I'm sorry. I thought little Johnny went to college. He did. I said, well, you acting like he went to prison or war? Is he in prison? No, he's at a really nice college. Girl, he having a good time. You better enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. Because little Jimmy don't care what you're doing. And he's probably not coming back home either. You know, so. The sooner you accept that. And I, and I think that's the, 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 that's what your expectation should be. Kahia Kabrin's poem talks about that. They're not yours. Yeah. And they're not even yours for to really caretake for. You, you kind of help the tree grow. You're it's a not, guidance counselor. Yeah. <laughs> it's not you, you're the gardener me. or you're the gardener. Yes, basically you're either tending to them. Right. You're the maid, but it does. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. It evolves. It just it just keeps going and I don't know when I held Alina. Outside of the expectations that I had of her dad, that he would, he would help out. Now I will give this to Miguel. I, her first diaper, I didn't touch it. I just gave birth. So what are you looking at me to do this? Do I care that you've never changed a diaper? No. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> what? We were in a hospital. There's nurses everywhere. If you need help, that's what they're there to help you with. But I will not be doing this. And that was my expectation of him. Like, we are going to co-parent. We are 50-50 every step of the way with this child. Because I'm not... Now, did you discuss that expectation prior to? I'm sure I did. Okay. And even if I didn't, what made you think? But you needed to discuss it I prior to? I don't even to? know. I'm pretty sure I have because I, I didn't play no games with me. I really didn't. I was just like, look, you need to do this every four hours so that it's fair. You need to do this. I'm not even going to say the story that I was going to say, <laughs> but it was just more so like, you need to do these things and these are my expectations of you. But if he had the expectation that I was going to do all the rearing, he had me messed up. And if I had put the expectation of me doing all the rearing, I would have been burnt out. Yeah. That would have been such an unrealistic thing for me to do when I have someone right there who did not incubate a child and gain 30 pounds for 37 weeks. Just there. And you telling me you can't do this? So I think even as a parent and your spouse, when you have these children, that's a conversation to have before 
Hey, what is everybody before you even get pregnant? Before you even get there, what's everybody's expectation? But that's in everything in life, and we don't have these conversations. No, we don't. We have them internally. Yeah, and we think somebody hears them. A closed mouth get, doesn't get fed, and most people aren't. I think I'm a little psychic, but not in that way. Um, <laughs> not okay. in mind reader way. But um, I I don't know what your thoughts are unless you express it or we have a medium or way to discuss, hey, what do you think a woman should do? What do you think a mother should do? What do you think a father should do? And if you're not having those conversations and there's a mismatch, oh, you're going to have issues. Because the resentment, especially when it comes to babies and me and Miguel bumped head very early on but I got my way and I think even in getting my way with this is what you need to do because this is your child they are thick as thieves because of it because you have to change your diaper she saw you as a face of person that could take care of her needs because babies kind of expect things from their parents too yeah and the only and they communicate their expectations quite well. Yes, they do. So they expect you to change their diapers. They expect you to feed them. They expect you to soothe them. And this gave him an opportunity to make sure she was sound, make sure she was fed, and make sure that she was soothed. That it didn't always come through me. That he wasn't excluded. Like pretty much. So I say to all you ladies (laughs) and to all you men, the first diaper's on him. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. The first diaper's on him. And hopefully he's there. I would hope so. But if he is definitely there in that room with you, that first diaper is on him. And that poop is just a different type of poop. So, (laughs) (laughs) it's been so long, I don't recall. Oh, I do recall, because I had the conversation about the poop. (laughs) So, it was just like, it'll look different, because it's basically what they, you know, been storing up for nine months. That's yours. Ooh, that's bad. Hey, ain't my job. Is it my job? It wasn't. So... I say all this to say, you know, really evaluate the expectations that you have of yourself. Where are they coming from? Evaluate the expectations that you're having with other people. Where are they coming from? And can these people actually do the things that you think you want them to do? Because maybe you're asking for too much. And if they can accomplish it, maybe it's something they don't want to do. And, and model what you want as Mo- well, I, because I think, I, I think it's not, I don't think it's fair. Maybe fair is not the right word, but if I'm going to ask you to do something, at least let me be willing to do it as well. Bare minimum. You know, that, and, and it, and it may not be done the same way. And I think that's how you learn from each other. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're modeling the experience you want someone to give you, yeah. 
then it's maybe easier for them to step outside of themselves. They may not do the exact thing. But they may meet you somewhere. They'll meet you somewhere. But if you're, if you're asking and just sitting back, come on now. Yeah. You know, model what you want. Model that you're willing to go a little bit further. Mm -hmm. Model your own expectations. Control, you're controllable, which is, again, always youth. Absolutely, because if you, they don't see you living up to your own expectations or the fact that you may not have some for yourself, but you got a list for me, how does that work? Yeah, that is true. You know, so you got to have your own. So that means you got to spend some time and figure out who you are. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an advocate for that. And again, if that needs to be done with a professional, then that's what you should do. If you can, please, by all means, do so. And we don't need billboards about what's going on. We're good. There you go. Thank you, girl. <laughs> so I think that's the end of my conversation. I just, I, so that was just my, my conversation. Thank you guys for listening. But as always, I think we added this new, which is the, the like the mental health or health tip. No, or, no, it's not even a mental health or health tip. It's just like something to do for yourself. However you, it's your, your go. So it wasn't mine. Well, this is really a thing and I don't do it as much as I should. But I really think it's a cool thing to have a little plastic tub that you can come home from time to time, fill it with warm water and Epsom salt and soak your feet. Oh, nice. Yeah. Don't watch TV. Put your cell phone away. Just soak your feet in some, the water as hot as you can stand it with some Epsom salt or whatever your little treat is to soak your feet in. And just kind of wash the worries away because so much pressure is put on us in a course of a day mm -hmm. no matter what you're doing just take that moment sometimes to you know uh, soak your feet yeah and they have some even if you want to get all fancy fancy they have those foot spas too that yes. kind of like bubble up and everything do that so. and, and 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 even as an even nicer treat if you live with someone, boyfriend, sister, mama, brothers, whoever you're living with, every once in a while, get the little pan of water ready for them and say, soak your feet. Oh, that's nice. Look at you being all nice. So yeah, tips. just soak your feet. So as always, please thank, well, first of all, thank you all for tuning in with us this has been really a joy oh my god i broke your pen my bad i don't know my own strength i really don't that's a designer pen i, I didn't break it I just, okay let's focus I'll, I'll explain together later <laughs> um <laughs> my god <laughs> okay okay yes we're back yes we're back um biter royston biter he's not gonna do that no um so thank you all for listening. Um, once again, um, the show notes will have our emails, which is we can't be the only ones, number one, at gmail.com. Um, is there anything you need to add? Just be sure to tell your friends, yes. like us, and please share to those, you know, even strangers. 
yeah, I'd be like, we know these two cool women, and they talk, and they laugh, and they have a good time, and they talk about good stuff. So please be sure to share us, catch up with us if you haven't. Start from episode one if you missed us that much. Oh, yeah. Um, and really take the time to get to know us. Um, and as always, be safe. Be well. Be easy. And be blessed. And because, again, um, Alina, oh no, Alina's not here <laughs> right now. <clears throat> so I have to find her dough in lieu of her birthday. The beep, beep, beep. <clears throat> beep. You see how I like closed that consonant? It was really good. Anywho. No. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>